Welcome to Uncle Bob's Magic Cabinet, a mother-daughter podcast about all things magic and mythology and pop culture. Hey everyone, I'm Liam the daughter. I'm Lauren the mom. It's my birthday. It's, it's my birthday. birthday. Woo, 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 woo. Oh my God, that was like lackluster. <laughs> what was that? I don't know. I don't even know. <laughs> I'm totally tipsy. Are you? I was going to say drunk, but then I gave myself a little bit of a buffer. Yeah. I might be drunk. You've had like half of a drink. I'm having a screwdriver. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's what it's called. And you've drank like half? It's orange juice. And, yeah, I've only had one beverage. Feeling great. <laughs> Feeling good. That's what happens it's when you don't drink. It's my fucking birthday. Right. No, my God. We, we really anymore. don't drink a lot mm-hmm. anymore. No. But you know what? I figured now's the time. Let your hair down. It's my last few days of being in my 20s. Yes. Did you hear how that came out yes. of my mouth? How are you feeling about that? Um, Very conflicted. Are you? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm feeling, I think that me and Jake are really going to enjoy our 30s. Mm -hmm. October is here. We're like a happy family. We're feeling good. It's beautiful. There's so many beautiful things happening and I'm looking for, like I'm I'm entering it with grace, I would say. I love that. But there is also like a... Like a reflection okay. happening over my 20s, okay, obviously, sure. because, yeah. you know, yeah. this is a big one for me because I'm not only turning 30, but I became a mom. Yes. So there's just a, a lot. A double whammy. A do-, do I do it any other way? Of course If I'm not. doing something, I'm doing it with a bang. Right. <laughs> of <laughs> Always. Of Always, bitch. Yeah. So I don't know. I'm just like reflecting. The 20s were hard. I know. Beautiful. I met yeah. Jake in my 20s. A lot of great things happened. Obviously, Uncle Bob's happened. Yes. But like- I didn't think I would make it to my 30s. Really? No, there were a lot of times, you know, I've not been shy about my struggles with depression and anxiety and all of that. That nice little cocktail. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So there were a lot of times I'm like, I don't know if I'm going to make it to my 30s, dude. And you know what, bitch? Yeah. I'm still here. (laughs) You're like, I'm too young to feel this damn old. Again, why am I bringing up Jules and saying that was fire right. a lot? I think yeah. I really resonate with her. Yeah. A lot of times in my 20s, I'm like, I am too tired at yeah. this age. Right. Um, but I don't know. I'm feeling very, like, grateful mm-hmm. because I like who I am. Yeah. I, I do. Yeah. It's changing. Yeah. I'm a mom now. Things have changed. Yeah. I've been meaning to do, like, a postpartum update, but I don't think I'm ready yet yeah. because I'm going through it a little bit. I'm not going to yeah. lie. Mm-hmm. Uh. But I, I don't know. Which I just completely. It's normal. Absolutely. I don't think people talk about it enough. Postpartum is hard. Right. I mean, my body changed. My mind changed. My relationships changed. Your routine. My, my routine. My, I don't know. It's just not about you anymore. Like there's another no. person. But you yeah. still have to honor yourself. I'm still a person. Right. And that's, and that's really. But society doesn't view you as that almost. (laughs) And I've thought about that a lot. I'm like, oh, I don't ever want to like, because I hope one day October grows up and she wants to listen to Mm -hmm, these mm -hmm. and get to know us. Absolutely. And I don't ever want her to think. Oh, yeah, of course not. About her. So I've kind of like kept it quiet. 
But I also want her to know that, like, just because I'm her mother, I'm still a person. That's correct. I'm yeah. human. Yeah. I make mistakes. Absolutely. I struggle. As we all do. I think right? that something that I, that's something I lacked mm-hmm. and something my generation lacked. Mm-hmm. Like, our parents uh, put themselves on a pedestal, kind of. Uh-huh. Not you. Right, Girl, right. you're the outlier. <laughs> Not- Laura's like, what pedestal? <laughs> <laughs> but in a good way yeah, you know right, what i right. mean like you've always been very honest about being yeah. i'm human bitch like right, exactly I, you know we struggle yeah so i want her to know that yeah i'm not this right. perfect person that you need right. to like yeah i'm Hold just up. Well, yeah. i'm just a person and right. i'm learning as i go and my motto doing the best i can <laughs> again this year shooter mcgavin <laughs> One of my favorite things is I'm pretty sure he got arrested once and he said, don't you know who I am? I'm shooting McGavin. I think we should really like, there should be a witch whisper on. The best celebrity arrests. Celebrities who have gotten arrested. I'm the fucking cake boss. I'm the cake. That's the best. What's his name, buddy? He's like, don't you know who I am? I'm the cake boss. Who the fuck cares, dude? (laughs) My drunkness is coming out. There you go. That spicy Lee. That spicy Lee. But yeah, um, I don't know. It's, so it's like, it's uh, a lot of emotions. Mm-hmm. I'll say that. I'm looking forward to it. I'm yeah. grateful. Sadly, I know a lot of people that didn't get to yeah. to be 30. Right. So like, what an honor. Right. You know, oh Absolutely. no, am I going to cry? Are you? you? Know, <laughs> I'm an emotional wreck at all times. Right. We all know this, so probably. <laughs> it's the screwdriver. <laughs> But, you know, there, it doesn't mean yeah. it's without its right struggles. Trials and tribulations. Yeah. But you know what? We're going to go into it. I was going to say gracefully, but when have I ever, <laughs> ever. ever embodied grace? Never. <laughs> that is not the word I would use to describe me. <laughs> Speaking of... the opposite. <laughs> Speaking of grace. What? Uh, my dog. Are you going to talk about my dog? Let's talk about it. Do it. So you know what? Laura made me an entire tray of birthday cornbread. I love cornbread. Laura makes a really good cornbread. Yeah, I sometimes put blueberries she, in it. Sometimes she makes it with blueberries. Sometimes she makes it with jalapenos. Yeah. She gave me a blueberry. Yeah. A blueberry cornbread. Yeah. And it was cooling. Know, Nanook has just been a delight. A nightmare. Through. I'm going to say it. A nightmare. I love this dog. You know, if you've been yep. here for a while, you know I would like take a bullet for this dog. But Absolutely. holy shit, they weren't lying when they said your relationship with your dog can change drastically yep. when you have a baby. Mm-hmm. And it has happened yeah. here. And it's He's pushing part- the boundaries. It's heartbreaking a little bit. Yeah. He's an air sign. You know what? He's fucking going for it. He's going for it. Always testing the patients. So I don't know what happened, but I had to like kind of um, block him off in the kitchen. him off. (laughs) Because we were feeding the baby. He was being a nightmare. And I'm like, okay, just like go hang out in the kitchen. And my tray of cornbread. Was Gone in 60 step. seconds. <laughs> Gone in 60 seconds. I hear smacking of the lips and I'm like, what the fuck is that? And it's, I not a Nicola, it's not a Nicholas Cage. Gone in 60 seconds? Yes, it is. We've talked about this a lot. I believe Giovanni Rubisi is yes, in his own. Yes. Underrated movie. So good. Do we need to cover it? We I should. think it's about cars. It is. I don't think I don't think there's any magical elements in that. As we all know, Laura is very into the automotives. <laughs> she is. But I like that one. It is a good one. And his Slap hair. And soundtrack. His hair. Never looked at Dude, the soundtrack is great. Fucking fire. <laughs> anyway, I hear lip smacking. <laughs> and I'm like, son of a bitch. <laughs> and I go in and look. Tray of cornbread. 
Gone, is bitch. no more. Again, gone in 60 seconds. He's fine. Don't worry. He's yeah. okay. We made sure. He enjoyed a little treat. He it's did. on his birthday. <laughs> I didn't get my birthday cornbread. You know what? I'm pissed. And but. I've like had enough. But you know what? You know what it gave him? Karma came back. It gave him explosive diarrhea. The shits. I gave him the shits. <laughs> But guess who had to pay the price because I was up every hour on the hour taking him outside yeah. due to the the poops. <laughs> so happy birthday to me. Love that. Lack of sleep. <laughs> no, like we're totally sleep deprived. Oh my gosh. Like I'm surprised I'm speaking coherent sentences. Between the baby and him fucking like liquid <laughs> shitting. <laughs> I woke up to him just like peering over my face in the middle of the night. I'm like, this is great. I'm like, the universe heard that I was on my last limb. <laughs> and they like to test me. They say? really You were gonna take a swan dive. I said I'm gonna take a fucking swan dive into the abyss. Like poke <laughs> like Pocahontas. <laughs> Off of the fucking cliffs and colors of the wind. I'm just going to go into it. Here we are. Welcome to 30. Oh my gosh. Your life is a nightmare. Coming in with a bang. <laughs> so that's how I rang in my birthday. Oh you know, like, fuck. <laughs> like, what the actual shit? Oh my gosh. So maybe you could yeah. make me another tray. Another I don't tray know. of cornbread. Yeah. All right. But that's that's how I'm feeling about turning 30. I'm turning <laughs> 30. 30. I'm turning 30. <laughs> he really nailed it. Did he? Yeah. You could say what you want about Bur Bur Burnham. <laughs> Bur Burnham. Bo Burnham. Mm -hmm. He nailed the feeling, the like conflicting feelings of this age. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That was um, a great watch. It's almost over. It's just begun. Yeah. That's kind of how you feel. You're yeah. like, oh my God, I'm fucking 30. Yeah. <laughs> my life is over, but. Yeah. It just started. I thoroughly enjoyed my 30s way more than my 20s. A lot of people say that. And that's what mm -hmm. I mean. I genuinely think I, mm -hmm. I'm going to. Mm -hmm. Like, October is here. And I couldn't yeah. imagine, you know, right. life without her now. It's yeah. just, there's a little bit of mourning sure. of the person you were before. Yeah. I mean, I think when you come out of your teens and yeah. you head into your 20s and you are considered an adult. Right. And all of these expectations are laid at your feet. Like you should do this and you should have this. You should have a house. You should have uh, 2.3 kids and right. you should, you a know, Ferrari. you should have, a, yeah, a Ferrari and a right. yacht and a this and a that. And you should be established in your career. And those expectations are laid upon you. And this is how you should behave in society. Nine times and this out of is 10, what those you are should not want. realistic. Not realistic, but no. that's what it's fed. It's fed to you. It is. And so it's, um, you spend your 20s struggling to attain and really dissect do you want these things? Like, these these you're running up you? that hill. Right. You're trying to fucking get it. Right. Um, and yeah, you really do stop. You and are like, carrying that bobsled across the finish line. You right? know what? Is that the best analogy of all time? <laughs> I love it. We are always the core. <laughs> <laughs> Gosh, I carry that fucking bobsled. Leon. Oh. Gosh. Again, you had the biggest crush on Leon. Love him. I still do. Love yeah. him. Love right. him. Follow yeah. his Instagram. <laughs> love it so much. But yeah, uh, it's so it's a lot of just like processing that mm -hmm. and saying like, now hold on, who let's, am I? Let's actually look at what I've accomplished. Yes. Let's take out the expectations. You know, let's remove all of that and look at. I, I don't know, just yeah. the reality of things, and it's beautiful and it's mm -hmm. it, it's sad. Right. I mean, it's a combo, and I think that's okay. I think that that's. 
beautiful and normal and very human. Right. Um, I remember having the conversation with myself in my early 20s. By the time I'm 30... I'm gonna have it all together, girl. I'm gonna have it all together. <laughs> I am now 55. Newsflash: I don't have not. it all together. I still do not have it all together. Or it's like I don't even know where I am, but I'm getting there, and you that's are. okay. And that is and that's, the beauty of it, right? I'm doing the best I can, and that like coming with acceptance and maturity, yes. and really, I always call it peeling back the layers of onion. Like, okay, what Shrek. do I want? Right. Not what society says I should want or should have or like, what do I want? And isn't that the like Aquarian way? Yeah. And really yeah. questioning, do I even like these things? Right. You know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. Like, is that even what I want? Right. And I think your 20s is all about that. Sifting through that. Yeah. And then yeah. your 30s is like. Freedom. I'm, Freedom. I'm heading. I'm heading down that road. Yes. To where I want to be. You yeah. Know? The goals are clear. The it is. expectations on yourself are not as heavy. Yes. You know, I hopefully. That. Hopefully. That's how I feel. So it's it's mm-hmm. it's a mixed bag. Mm-hmm. But that's beautiful. Yeah. I, I kind of wouldn't want it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I kind of wouldn't want it any yeah. other way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And Let some relationships that. don't make it, and you know that makes right. way for new relationships. And, yeah, you know how beautiful as yeah. we look at my we beautiful look at that daughter, a little one over there, smiling and yeah. yawning. Who could be? You know yeah. what I mean? Absolutely. I'm looking forward to what the 30s have to offer. I love that. So with that, cheers, everyone! Happy birthday to me! Yeah, another year around the sun, bitch! Woohoo! <laughs> we did it! Yes. I'm still here, motherfucker. (laughs) You tried to take me down? (laughs) Joke's on you, bitch. Oh, my God. Are you ready to get into it? I'm so excited. Are you? If you are, you know, at first, Jake, please, you know, please rate us on Spotify and Apple. Jake gives a threat if you don't do both of those. Jake, what's going to happen if they don't rate us on both of those? I'm sending my wife to every significant party that you ever have, and she's going to do nothing but debate you. Yeah. (laughs) It's going to make that party up. Big buzzkill. About the dumbest shit. I think what I've learned as I'm going into my 30s is that I am a buzzkill at parties. You don't want to invite me. I'm going to bring up shit that no one wants to talk about, but I'm going to push your buttons and I'm going to get you to talk about it. And it's not going to be fun. Everybody's trying to let loose and have a good time. And you're like, let's talk about the war on poverty. (laughs) Like literally. Yeah. It's not fun. So please go rate us on both those platforms or that's what's going to happen. I'm I'm coming to a party near you. <laughs> We're gonna stir shit up. <laughs> Clink to that. All right. Now with that, oh, if you are new here, every year for both of our birthdays, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. we get free reign. Mm-hmm. The birthday person gets free reign. That means mm-hmm. I this year mm-hmm. get to pick the topics mm-hmm, mm-hmm. for my birthday. Yes. It doesn't have to be magical. It can be quite literally whatever I want it to be. Yes. And I've started a tradition. Yes, you have. I Pick a Matthew Lillard movie. Yes. Because he's also an Aquarius and I love him. He's the fucking best. And I torture you yes, with you just do. like the worst movie mm-hmm. I could possibly find. Mm-hmm. And I really outdid myself this year, you guys. Did. I had a hard time. I was like, wow, what am I going to do? How can I top last Mac year, and me? Last year we talked <laughs> Mac and me, one of my favorite episodes ever. And this year I was like, hmm, I got I to gotta go further. And boy, did I. Uh-huh. So for, I'm up first. Yes. As per usual. Are. And I'm talking She's All That. Fun. This is so fun. You love this movie. Uh, 1999. You know what's funny? What? I didn't know this when I picked it. 
It was released January 29th. Oh my gosh. 1999. Just for you. The day after my birthday. Just for you. They knew that I was here. They knew that I had dropped down on earth and they were like, Lee needs this. Here's her movie. Here's her movie. Okay. Now I know it's a 90s movie. The plot. It wouldn't necessarily pass the vibe check today. Uh, right. But it's the 90s. We're not going to yeah. take it too seriously. Right. Okay. So just go with me. Yeah. Uh, romantic comedy film rated PG-13. Mm-hmm. Here's your tagline. Give it to not me. Not off to a good start. A new comedy that proves there's more to attraction than meets the eye. Ooh. Ooh. Wow. Ouch. <laughs> That's a clinker. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> That's not nice. We're just going to breeze past it. It's a clinker. This is the 90s. Okay. They were doing a Gotcha. Uh, Written by R. Lee Fleming Jr. and directed by Robert Iscove. Here's your iconic cast. Gotcha. I I was writing these names and I was like, banger after fucking banger. This is just such a good cast. All right. Freddie Prinze Jr. Yes. Who I am like really starting to love. Yeah. I think I would be friends with this man. Do you? I do. We've like, he's appeared. We do. I know what you Mm -hmm. did last Mm -hmm. summer. Yeah. Yeah. The more I learn about him, I'm like, Scooby doo. I really feel connected to him. I feel connected to you. Freddie Prinze Jr. Love it. Uh, Rachel Lee cook as Mm -hmm. Lainey Boggs. And I always loved that her middle name was spelled like my name because it's a rare spelling. Yeah. Uh, Matthew Lillard as Brock Hudson. Come on now, the king. <laughs> Brock. Brock. The names kind of I name love is them. Brock. I know, it's hilarious. Uh, Paul Walker, who oh, I also loved uh, as Dean Sampson. I have to take a minute what? when we talked about uh, the astrology. or no, Yeah, and I talked about Steve Zahn. Yeah. And I was like, step aside, Paul Walker. But I loved him. <laughs> I know, love them. R.I.P. Though, because you know what I mean, and I'm like, oh, I, know. Oh, I was like, step aside, Lord. You know what? I'm How rude of you. <laughs> Rest in peace. I'm you, so you insensitive. Can't talk about the dead like that. I know, so insensitive, <laughs> but still, Steve's on over yeah, Paul Walker. Paul Walker, yeah, always. <laughs> okay, Jodie Lynn O'Keefe as Taylor Vaughn, and you know what? She's underrated because she appeared in a lot of '90s movies, at least a few, and she was this like mean girl. And okay. fuck, was she good at it? Oh like, my gosh! Instantly, yes, yes. you just she was so good. Mm-hmm. Underrated. Uh, Anna Paquin, Paquin. Paquin. As Mackenzie Seiler, Kieran Culkin as Love Simon it. Boggs. I know. Eldon Henson as Jesse Jackson. Questionable name choice, but Eldon Henson, we love. Uh-huh. We fucking love yep. him. Idle Hands, Daredevil, super <laughs> underrated actor, big fan. Yeah. I should, you know what? I'm going to become the the queen of his fan club. <laughs> I was going to say king, which is fine too. I'll be both. Um, Lil' Kim. Oh my gosh! As yeah. Alex, mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of people miss yeah. her in this. Yeah. Uh, Dule Hill as Preston. Um, I love Dule Hill. Yep, Gabrielle Union as yes. Katie. I mean, this cast yes. is iconic. Tamara Mello as Chandler. Clea Duvall Clea. as Misty. Yep. And would it be a '90s movie without Usher? It certainly would not. Usher, Usher is the campus DJ. I don't even think his character <laughs> has a name. Whose high school didn't have a DJ? the fuck and, and that was usher it was usher like he's too cool like with his diamond earrings i'm like fuck. raymond fuck all right here's your rundown okay. and i took this way too seriously Wasn't he in the faculty too 
Yes, that's going to come up later. <laughs> that's going to come up later. I love it. Here's your rundown. Okay. Jake was like, why is your description so long? This movie is not that deep. And I was like, it's Any, one of my favorite movies of all right, time. Just right. let me fucking go. Any opportunity to talk about Matthew Lillard, we got to take it. Absolutely. All right. We start off with a kick-ass opening sequence, which, God, I wish opening sequences would like come back around. Yeah. Okay. Our main girl, Lainey Boggs, is making a beautiful collage. Mm, and I it's love like collage. And pa- yes, we do love we a do. collage. Uh, Lainey is an artsy girl. You can tell because she pretty much only wears paint splattered overalls. I dress. Uh, you know what? Probably. Mm-hmm. If you want to know what Lee dressed like, yep. it was a mix of Lainey Boggs and like Seattle grunge. This yeah. is what I was dressing like in <laughs> high school. And I told and Jake. Still, still to this and day. Still to this day. I told Jake, did I purposefully uh, put paint on my clothes because I thought it looked better? Absolutely. Yes, absolutely. I was like, you know what? Let's get a little paint splatter right here. I Fashion. was just looking. So I saved. You had a pair of Doc Martens. I did. Oh, I painted you, them. And you painted them. Yeah. And you were going to throw them in the trash. And I have them. They're displayed they in are. my bookcase. Oh, I put paint over like any chance I could get. They're gorgeous. To yeah. Gorgeous. Uh, so Lainey is awkward. Okay. She's not into socializing too much, but she has a best friend named Jessie. Mm-hmm. That's like her only friend. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. So after her paint sesh, Lainey heads off to her posh Southern California high school. And that's when we're introduced to Zach. Siler. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Zach is Lainey's polar opposite. Yes. Or so we think at first, okay? Right. He's the student body president, big man on campus. Everyone wants to be him or wants to fuck him, I think. They I think every 90s point. movie has the same plot. It has the yeah. same plot. Uh, he plays sports. Of sports. Course. Right. I think it's soccer. Interesting choice. Nice. Interesting choice. Mm. Uh, Zach also dates the most popular girl in school, of Taylor Vaughn, of Who course. Who is a nightmare. Who is a fucking nightmare. Uh, there's even a glossy framed 8 by 10 of Zach Seiler in the hallway. When you first see him, he stops and looks at it. He's like, yeah, fuck yeah. Looks good. He's just that guy. Yeah. Okay? They needed to have a framed photo of him. <laughs> Zach meets up with his other popular buddies. We got Dean, Preston, Alex, Chandler, and Katie mm-hmm. to catch up on what happened over spring break. Right. That's when Taylor Vaughn appears decked out in all bubblegum pink and a new tattoo Ooh, on the nice. shoulder, Uh-oh. okay, yeah, to tell Zach that things just aren't working between them anymore. Oh, he's out. And she's very, like, blasé about it. She's like, right. mm, no, we're done here. Mm. Uh, so he presses her about it. He's like, what the fuck? Yeah. And she reveals that during her spring break trip to Florida, she cheated on him with MTV real world reality <laughs> star Brock Hudson. This is Matthew Lillard. His comedy in this movie is underrated. Priceless. There's a scene where she's like explaining how they met Mm -hmm. and she like falls off of the one pool thing and she like touches his shoulder and he like rubs it off. (laughs) Fucking, I like die every single time. Very subtle comedy with him. I love it so much. So now her and Brock are together. Mm -hmm. Okay. And Zach is Mm -hmm. out. But don't worry. She agrees to still go to prom. With oh, Zach. So kind. How nice so of kind. you. Uh, douchebag Dean. This mm-hmm. is Paul Walker. Yes. He always His plays hair a is just a little too, like, I feel like it'd be Perfect. crunchy oh. because it has gel in it. It has that Aussie like spray <laughs> in it. Remember that? <laughs> the Aussie gel. That's, yeah, that's what yes. everybody used back or in those like days. Like that shit that was blue, like the blue gel. Yeah, it was the a blue little gel. too, little too crunchy. Uh, he starts a little too coughed. coughed. (laughs) He starts making fun of Zach about getting dumped. Mm -hmm. Okay. But Zach shuts him down by saying that Taylor Vaughn can be replaced by any girl with the right makeover. Okay. He can get anyone. Everyone wants wants. to be with him. Right. So naturally they decide to make a bet. 
It's a 90s of course. movie. Has to happen. Yeah. Dean picks the girl, and Zach has six weeks to turn her into prom queen. Yeah, the taming of the shrew. Is that it? It's uh, Pygmalion. Oh, I read. okay. Ooh. All right. Uh, fucking hilarious. All right, so that's when artsy, unaccessible, quote unquote, mm-hmm. Lainey Boggs walks by. With her art, you know, her fucking canvas tote, and she trips immediately. Of course. I really resonate with Lainey Boggs. <laughs> and with as that, you as I should, with that, they have a winner. They're like, wow, she's got paint splatter on her. Fucking, you can't turn she's her into She's her hair in a while. Right. Zach immediately tries to cozy up to Lainey, who keeps turning him down until she finally agrees to meet with him at her for at her performing art show. Remember, she's artsy. <laughs> right. So thinking it will get him to ease off, mm-hmm. <laughs> Lainey volunteered Zach to perform on stage at this show. Right. This is one of my favorite scenes in any movie. It's so fucking funny. If you want to know what it's like to be in art school, watch <laughs> this, this, this scene. Just really fucking <laughs> nails it. Half the time you're like, what is happening? What is going on? Uh, and boy, does Zach perform. Okay, he, he gets up there and all he has is a hacky sack in his pocket. And he's going to make like, it work. Designers make it work. And he starts hacky sacking, which very <laughs> 90s. That is very 90s specific. Do they even still make hacky sacks? I don't know, but I kind of want one. I used to hacky sack a I'm gonna lot. Get, I'm going to get you one. Bean bag was the alternative name. Get me one. Beanbag. That's what I want for my birthday. <laughs> This is when Lainey and the audience catch a glimpse of the real Zach. Mm -hmm. Okay, he's just a young man crumbling under the pressure to be perfect. He's got daddy issues. They go into it. We all resonate. We feel you, Zach Seiler. Uh, Lainey is still unsure about what's happening. Mm -hmm. Like, why is the popular guy cozying up to me? I'm kind of a dork. She's not dumb. She's not dumb. She's pretty sure if there's something amok. Yes. Uh, And she's definitely untrusting, Mm -hmm. but she goes to the beach with him and his popular pals the next day. Anyways, he kind of cons her into it. Mm -hmm. And this is followed by a party at Preston's. Yes. Okay. So to get ready for this party, Mm -hmm. Zach's sister, (laughs) Anna Paquin, (laughs) <laughs> her name's Mackenzie. She gives Lainey a makeover. A makeover. Was it a 90s movie if it didn't feature A, Usher, and right. B, a makeover? A makeover. A makeover. <laughs> this is when Sixpence, None the Richer's Kiss Me comes on, and she's walking down the steps, and she, like, she cut her hair. She took off her glasses. No more paint. Gave the brows a trim. No more paint. Unibrow. <laughs> gone. Don't know her. She's gone. Paint spattered pants. Gone. And Freddie Prince is like, okay, yes. And then she falls down the steps. So relatable. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. So she like, when they make fun of this scene and not another teen movie and she like falls through the steps. <laughs> Gets me every time. So meanwhile, Taylor has been getting a bit bored with Brock, uh-huh. who only wants to watch old reruns of his real world episodes. Of himself. He's like, <laughs> dude, he's so Talk about funny. a god complex. Um, exactly. Exactly. Uh, one of my fun facts is that Matthew Lillard only agreed to do, this, to do this movie if he had a personal trainer. And so if you notice, he's like kind of like buff. Yeah. It just makes it funnier knowing that. <laughs> So when Taylor sees the new and improved smoking hot Lainey Mm. at Preston's party with Zach, she freaks out and decides to humiliate Lainey by dumping a very tiny glass of wine. I know. It's like a Dixie (laughs) cup of wine. It's literally like a paper cup. I know. Oops. uh. She's like, you really should be more careful with silk. She's like (laughs) such a bitch. And she's so good at it. Lainey runs away crying. Uh why did they make her run like that? Did she like lose that? her glass slipper? Yeah, exactly. Why did they make her run like that? Me and Jake were watching it. And I was like, damn, they Maybe, really did her, they did her dirty. 
No, she literally ran like Josie Grossy down. <laughs> it wasn't helping the case. So here's your super speed round wrap up. Okay, Zach and Lainey get closer mm-hmm. and real feelings start to develop. Right. Karma bites Taylor in the ass when Brock dumps her and heads off to all-star road rolls. After his sexy dance. Oh, my God. Yeah, when they're at the party, oh, my God. And he dances to give it to me, baby. Might be the best scene of all time. The chokehold that this scene had on young me. Like, I, I could do the whole dance. This is how, this is my bisexual, you know, I simultaneously wanted to be him and was in love with him. I wanted his like sparkly silver suit that he's wearing. It's just so 90s. Like, oh, it was 99 and they were like, we're really going to hold on to that 90s fashion. Yes. Oh my goodness. And this is made worse when both Taylor and Lainey are nominated for prom queen. Oh, boy. Okay, a war has begun. The school mm-hmm. is divided. Hot girl Taylor or cool outcast Lainey. Right. She's all that. Who's now cool. She is all that. She's now, all that. Now, meanwhile, for four years in high school, she they took didn't know off you her existed. glasses. She's and cool now. We see a whole new Lainey. We see a whole new Lainey. <laughs> this all blows up when douchebag Dean reveals the bet mm-hmm. to Lainey because right. he is now trying to get in her pants. Right. Okay. Am I a fucking bet? <laughs> She deserved an Oscar for that. <laughs> I'm going to beg to differ with you there. Be- I thought she fucking nailed it. Emotional. Waterworks. Cue them. Every time I'm like, oh my God, Lainey, I'm so oh sorry. Oh my gosh. Like a classic 90s movie, everything culminates at prom. Okay. And while that prom was filled with a lot of frosted tips. And this is when they dance the Funk Show Brother. And everyone knows the dance moves. Of course. Everyone. Of course. I'm like, how? They coordinate it. It was a I mashup. just wasn't involved with the cool people when right. I was in high school. So, you like, didn't, didn't did they the dance all moves. know? Like, if if a break, <laughs> if a song was to break out right. and we were supposed to dance, do we I all know the dance I think moves? that happened at those secret homecoming parties when they were supposed you know what? to be I think making right. floats. I'm just jealous. <laughs> Is really what you're learning. Here's the choreography. Get it down. Get it together in case this happens. (laughs) But at the dance, Lainey learns that Dean is just trying to get in her pants. Of course. Okay. It's not really. That's not a secret. Come on. Right. The hair, the crunchy hair didn't give it away. And realizes that she's in love with Zach. Oh my goodness. He's given her an artistic breakthrough. Okay. And she needs to hang on to him. (laughs) Zach and Taylor are crowned king and queen. But Zach um, rushes off after Lainey. Right. He's in love. Right. Everyone's true feelings are revealed, and soulmates Zach and Lainey share a kiss under some romantic poolside twinkle lights. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I was, like, always waiting for that to happen. You were. You know it, too. You were like, you dumb her bitch. Dad, her dad is the best. Oh, I know. I didn't bring him up just for time's sake, but her dad, <laughs> hysterical. Pollock, right? Yes, his name? yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. Cut to graduation. Okay, Zach grabs his diploma naked, which is the cost of him losing the bet. Right, right. He just has a soccer ball. A soccer ball. Leanne's mind went to the privates. Of course. He's just holding a soccer ball in front of the goods. Okay, and he throws the ball at Lainey. In front of the twig and And as part of the bet, he throws the soccer ball to Lainey. And she's like smiling. She's like, yes. I've already seen that. She's like, I've been there. If I had done that. Love that, Twig and Berries. And with that, that is the end. 
Yes, of She's it, All which That. Which is like one of your favorite movies of all time. I love this movie. And you used to make me watch it. No, like, I'm not kidding. I used to, like, my VHS copy, I still have it. Aside from Matthew Lillard's portrayal of Brock, which the was best. awesome, the my best. favorite part is when. She gives Clea Duvall a makeover in the bathroom. I know. Clea Duvall is such, such a bitch. bitch in this movie, which is like rare for her. She's like, you're shit under my She's shoe. She's like, you're cleaning up my puke. And she gives her a clown makeover. If you don't know what we're talking about, you're probably like, what the oh fuck? Oh my gosh. It's hilarious. But if this you movie know, you is know. worth a watch. Because I know everybody that's been trampled on by... We all know. Y'all want to give that, that clown face. <laughs> you all want to give Cleo... Cleo... <laughs> Miss Cleo, that's 10 things I hate about you. You all want to give her that clown makeover. Or we talked about her last week. We did. I love Lainey Boggs. Yeah. I do. I love this character. character. I love this movie. It's fun if you don't take it too seriously. Okay. Again, with the 90s. I could definitely see how you related to this as um, a young kid because you were the art kid. Oh, I was the artsy kid. Uh I was like president of the art club, which had like two members in it. Okay. <laughs> All right. So, what is my lesson? Because obviously, is this lesson? is not a magical movie, but right. it was my birthday, so but I got you to do what I wanted. I'm going to pull some magic out of it. All right. So, obviously, a big part of the movie is Lainey's 90s cliche transformation. Of course. Uh, the red dress Lainey wears after her makeover was actually chosen on purpose. So the color red is bold. Right. And it was really the first time that she was shown wearing a bright color. Yeah. So this is to make Lainey appear more bold and confident, right. even though she really wasn't yes. at that specific right, time. Right. Kind of like a glamour. Mm-hmm. <gasps> I love it. I'm talking glamour magic. I love it. I love you it. You see how I got there? I see how you <laughs> <Okay>. got there. <laughs> it's always a stretch with these, but I got there. But I love it. I think this is more appropriate than like the magical glamour in, say, the craft. It's because it's so extreme. This is reality You're like right. this can happen in every day just by exactly. tweaking? Yeah, right, I'm so, let's so talk excited about it. So in magic, a glamour is a spell that changes the way others perceive you. Mm-hmm. So I had a hard time kind of like putting this into words because okay. it's kind of tricky. Okay, mm-hmm. so this can be used to also change yourself perception as well. That's okay. something I added to the definition. Mm-hmm. So not only how others perceive you. But your self-perception. Right. So when you hear glamour, most people automatically think physical or visual. Right. So the way you look. Mm -hmm. An extreme example, like you said, would be the craft. Okay. Sarah changes her hair. Nancy transforms or glamours into Sarah at one point. Right. I don't remember. Yeah. But while this is definitely the most common, it can also be a change in how you sound. Right. How you act. It doesn't have to be Mm -hmm. so physical. Right. So glamour spells do not physically change anything about you. Right. Okay. It's using the magic within to enhance your energy and how you are perceived. Right. So in my opinion, you're pulling from something that's already there. Right. It has to exist already. It's been laying dormant. Yes. Kind of like putting your best foot forward Mm -hmm. or highlighting something specific on purpose with intention. Mm -hmm. So you may not feel confident on a certain day, but with a glamour spell, you can project confidence outward. And if you do it right, you will actually start to feel confident in yourself. Absolutely. Does that make sense? Absolutely. I had a really hard time with this. 
So this can be done every day mm-hmm. by choosing the following with intention. Yes. Clothing. So mm-hmm. Lainey's red dress. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, makeup. Mm-hmm. Jewelry. Perfume and scent. Yeah. Nails and nail color. That's mm-hmm. a big one for me. Mm-hmm. Crystals. Charms. Yeah. So you're giving these things positive energy to elicit the outcome you desire. Right. So it's important to note that this is not about what's flattering or like trying to fit beauty standards. Correct. Which I know this movie is like, you know, right. kind of teetering. Extreme, right, right. Exactly. It's more about expressing your personal intention. Right. Okay. So here's an example. I perform glamour magic every morning with my rose water spray. Mm-hmm. We've kind of talked about mm-hmm. this. Lately, it's been yours because I ran out and I've been oh, sneaking into your room. Okay. Well, I was wondering why my bottle was empty. I you're was like, like, you're like, why does my room smell like roses? Because <laughs> I'm sneaking in. Okay. So as I spray it around me, I envision it as like a loving shield mm-hmm. that will protect me throughout the day and help me and my heart be more open. Right. So I'm thinking about that as I'm spraying it. I'm mm-hmm. giving it the intention. Right. So because I am doing this, this energy will follow me out into the world. Right. I will project this energy. Right. So a lot of people include mantras in their glamour spells. Like I said, mm-hmm. I say it to myself. Some people say mm-hmm. it. They look in the mirror and they mm-hmm. say it or they write it down. Right. Okay. Words of affirmation. It's kind of up to you. Right. Uh, color yeah. is a great way to practice this in every day. Right. You know, your everyday magic. Absolutely. Um, the color of your clothes. Your makeup, your lipstick, et cetera. So choose colors with intention to reach a desired outcome. Right. Small example. If I want to feel and project passionate, sexy energy, Mm -hmm. I will choose red nail polish. Red is very big in mind for me. Right. So that's important to note. These colors can be different for everyone. Right. So like it's what you Mm -hmm. assign the intention to. Like mine is earth. Colors. Earth colors, exactly. Mm-hmm. So like purple might make me feel good, yeah. but it might do something completely different for you. Mm-hmm. There's the standard, like what the colors represent, but right. it's more like about your personal intention. Right. I think we've talked about like for me, if I want to feel confident or I need to feel inspired, I have to wear something out of nature. You, exactly. My nettle scarf, exactly. my walnut earrings. That is a fantastic my, example. Yeah. And that it doesn't yeah. work for me. Earth elements. Right. I'm a little more bold. I yeah. like I like patterns. I yeah. like fun colors. Mm-hmm. I like, yeah. So it's yeah. just different depending on who you right. are. Exactly. Um, times to use glamour magic, mm-hmm. like commonly job interviews. Yeah. Like you yes. wear something specific to feel more powerful, I mean, to feel more confident. The power suit, right? Oh my God. Get yeah. me a power suit. Dude. I think I would rock the shit out of a power suit and I've never worn one. I was going to say, I would not feel confident in a power suit. I would fucking kick its ass. But you know what I would, would Dana make me feel confident? Shit out of a power suit. I can tell you what would make me what? feel confident in an interview if you accompanied me to one. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Been there, done that, Laura. Been there, done that. Didn't work out for you. <laughs> actually, you were did. offered the job. I was offered the job. <laughs> That's hysterical. Um, oh, another common uh, time when people use glamour magic is dates. Yes. Right? Like, you're kind of showcasing. Sing, mm-hmm. I don't know what you want. All your astounding qualities. Like if you like your legs, maybe you'll yeah. you'll pick a dress that yeah. showcases your legs. Yeah. It's different for right. everyone. Um, and in your everyday self care rituals. Mm-hmm. So this could be as simple as like I don't know, choosing a sam- a shampoo, <laughs> <laughs> a shampoo scent. Yeah. 
and giving it intention. Yeah. I don't know. Just little. Like a great smelling soap or just showering in general. Just showering. Yes. Exfoliating. Right. Get that shit off. Um, I will post a little simple glamour magic spell on our Patreon. Love it. Um, but that's like glamour magic 101. Did that I make sense? I think it does because okay. I do think a lot of times we think we have to go so grandiose. Like the craft. Like yeah. I, that's a very extreme. Mm-hmm. And I think it could yeah. scare people right. away from like what it actually is. But I bet that you are practicing glamour magic every day and you probably just don't Absolutely. realize it. Right. There are certain, I mean, there are certain clothes that I wear. Yes. Like there are days when I wake up and it's all I can do to just get through the day. Right. And not like not <laughs> Lord goes and like cries. not mentally. Right, right. But there are different clothes that I wear. Like I just have to feel comfortable. Exactly. Like they're my pajamas. Mm-hmm. Like you know what I mean? Because I'm just trying to be comfortable today. Right, right, right. You know, and then there's things if I you know, like I said, the earth elements or the colors or I'll do my makeup or right. you know, a specific piece of jewelry. Or- I know you've told me a lot like when you've gone into interviews, you wear specific pieces of clothing that make you feel confident mm-hmm. or like it's yeah. it's very I, I bet you're doing it and it's, you yeah. just don't even know it right yeah so I thought that was really cool I thought it was like showcased you know obviously in a cliche right way right don't give it too much yeah thought but I like but it that. was life-changing for her right it was because that magic was there that confidence was yeah. there mm-hmm and the love of her life, Zach Seiler, mm-hmm. helped her pull it out. Well, uh, and that's the that's the other good lesson in this as well is like don't uh, judge, mm-hmm. you know, a book by its cover because exactly. uh, you know, and then events that had happened in her life. We're not going to go into that, you know, <laughs> caused her to have a lack of confidence. Exactly. And so this person who she thought was, uh, you know, right, 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 something he wasn't because he was hiding or masking. Exactly. You know. As he showed through his hacky sacking. Yes. Love it so Absolutely. much. Oh my God. So that is glamour magic. I love it. Would you like some fun random facts? I would. I was so excited about these. Were They're you? good. They're good lore. <laughs> They're so good. Okay. This movie is actually an adaptation of the stage play Pygmalion. Like I mentioned, mm-hmm. I'm not familiar with it, but I think I read that My Fair Lady is also. Yeah. And I think, of- isn't Pygmalion an adaptation of Taming of the Shrew? I honestly don't okay. know. I'm not I, familiar don't enough. Don't quote me on that, but I kind of <laughs> do think that I've read that People are going to come after you. I love Pygmalion. It could be because there's that whole bet thing. Yeah, I it, love it My sense. Fair Lady. Yes, yes, I yes. I love that. I haven't seen that in so mm, long. So good. We used to watch it all the time. We did. Yeah. Audrey. Um, Audrey. <laughs> <laughs> Um, the Funk Show Brother dance scene. I don't think that's what the song is called. I can't remember. It's Fat Boy Slim. I think isn't so, it? yeah. Uh, it wasn't originally supposed to be in the film. Can you right? fucking imagine I this can't. movie without that iconic? No. Taylor Vaughn is like, she's fucking doing her thing. Get, I'm like, damn, down. yes. Um, it was added in last minute to make the movie longer. Oh, it was too short. It was too short. You know, I like, like to have those two hours in the 90s. Let's get a dance <laughs> sequence in here. It's only right. It's only right. <laughs> Uh, the song Kiss Me by Sixpence and then The Richer was at the top of the charts after this. This oh, is yeah. what put it on yeah. the map. It's yeah. now considered to be a 90s classic. Oh, of course. You know what's so funny? Uh, one of my comfort shows is Gilmore Girls. Mm-hmm. It's like something I'll put on like when mm-hmm. I go to bed just to play yeah. in the background. And the very first episode is they that, the- that famous cover of Kiss Me. Yeah. I'm like, this song was everywhere. Yeah. It really was. And that's thanks to She's All That. There you go. Uh, this was filmed at the same high school as the series Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Nice. And Sarah Michelle has a small cameo. 
uh-huh. because she was there visiting Freddie Prince Jr. She refused. They're married. They're married. They're still married. I know. Adorable. Cute. I think we would be friends. I don't know. That's just a guess. BFFs. You know what? I think they'd like us. <laughs> <laughs> Probably not at all. Probably not. I think I burp too much for them. I think I'm too uncouth. Anyway, uh, she refused to like speak in the cameo, but she agreed mm. to like. I think it's in the lunch scene. Okay, she you can I, see her yeah. for a second. Uh, Milo Ventimiglia also makes a small appearance. Talk what? about Gilmore Girls yeah. as one of the soccer players that goes in and cleans the Boggs residence nice. at one point. Oh yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know I what I'm that, about? Yeah, I saw him and I was like, "Damn it, that is him." There he is. I never caught that. Uh, we mentioned this before when I covered M. Night Shyamalan, but he claims to have ghostwritten the script. Really? Yeah, like he did some edits to the script. Oh my gosh, that's Isn't that funny? Cool, yeah. Um, the name Lainey Boggs is a reference to two other pop culture characters, Kim Boggs from Edward Scissorhands and uh, Lainey Pierce from Reality Bites, both of which are played by Renona. Renona. Renowned actress. It's the script. It's the screwdriver. Winona Ryder. <laughs> Winona Ryder. Uh, apparently is a nod to like Rachel Lee Cook looking like Winona Ryder. Oh, which you can okay. kind of see. Yeah, I can see that a little bit. Uh, Josh Hartnett. Hello, my friend. Here he Welcome is. Welcome back to the show. He was in the running for the role of Zack Siler. Uh, but was- his hair was just a little too unkempt. It wasn't crunchy <laughs> enough. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> and here's the little, hair. It was the hair. <laughs> Here's a little six degrees of Josh Hartnett. Both Clea Duvall and Usher were in the faculty yeah. with Hartnett, I think the same year. Was that 1999? I, I think so. So yeah. they must have been. I love the faculty. And Clea Duvall literally looks exactly the same oh, in both yeah. movies. Oh, yeah. In yeah. everything. She Identity. Does. She's just her. She's, like, she's just her. She looks exactly the same. I love her. I think actually she looks exactly the same now. She's an aged one day. She really has not. Right. Props to you. Yeah. What do you got going on? <laughs> Give me your secrets. <laughs> Let me know. I'm turning 30. I really need to know. Uh, there are many references to the band Hanson sprinkled throughout the movie. That was really good. Like the Hanson Christmas that album. That was really good. Oh my God. I forgot about that. Uh, like character names, posters. I think at one point, I might be wrong, but Taylor Vaughn shows like a picture of herself with Hanson. It's oh like, like get, get a grip. <laughs> Um, this was Lil' Kim's acting debut. Wow. She was already famous uh-huh. at the time, but I don't think some people, like, knew that. Made she the was, connection. Right. Nice. Dude, like, she was huge. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, here's a big bummer. I know you're going to be upset. Oh, no. Freddie Prince Jr. was not ac- actually naked at the end of the movie. Oh, no twig and berries. <laughs> There's no twig and berries to be seen. Uh, however, he did train with a professional hacky sack player to nail that moving performance, even though I've also read that it wasn't him hacky sacking. Really? So, like, now I'm confused. What is it? Why would you have trained with a hacky sacker? He trained and still couldn't hack it. <laughs> he couldn't hack the sack. Zach the hacky sacker. <laughs> That's something. DM. <laughs> There's something there. Uh, you really wanted to know this, I know. So there's a scene where uh, someone's picking on Lainey's little brother, mm-hmm. which oh. is, what's his name? Yeah. Culkin? Yeah, Kieran. <laughs> Kieran, yes. Uh, and he, like, takes off his pubic hairs and puts it on a piece yes. of pizza and makes oh him gosh. eat it. The Hoover. guy from Angus. Yes, the yes. guy from Angus. Yeah. So the pubic hairs from the Hoover it scene were actually made from corn husks. <laughs> Thank God. Thank goodness, because I, I can't look at that scene. I have to turn. I will never eat an ear of corn the same again. 
I love that actor from Angus. I know he you is do. the cute. I literally love him. You do so much. And you know what's funny? October kind of looks like <laughs> <laughs> she's got the ears. She's got like the reddish hair in the ears. I love it. Kieran Culkin, underrated actor. Igby goes down. One of Igby uh, goes down. Great movie. Yes. Great movie. Love it. Um, and last but not least, He's All That, which is like a remake oh no. or a reimagining that we do not discuss in this house. Oh no. We don't discuss it. Maddie L couldn't even save that fucking pile of trash. <laughs> it came out so in 2021. Oh my God, it was bad. We don't discuss it. I actually forgot I watched it, but it, I did, and it was bad. Laura, why would you do that to me? I, I told you you were. I, well, because I, I wanted to see Matthew you. Lillard, but. It was so bad. I looked up his scenes on YouTube, and that's as far as <laughs> that's as far as I went. We don't talk oh, about it. Oh goodness, that is she's all that. Love it. I love to revisit some of those '90s movies because clearly I wasn't present. But <laughs> no, it may. I know you were present for this yeah, one though I because was. I remember we had like that weird cabinet that mm-hmm. had a VHS shelf yep. built into mm-hmm. it, and I remember cracking that bitch open, yep. and I'm like, "Let me get she's all that." <laughs> yeah, oh, like yeah. I watched it like once we a week. We watched it all the time together. Yeah. I reenacted Maddie's dance. Yes, like I could do the whole yeah. dance. Yeah. Did you do it for a you know one of your talent shows? Talent probably. Shows? But there's probably a video recording of me out there doing that dance. Yes, absolutely. Oh, my goodness. That's what I have. I love it. Happy birthday to me. I hope you enjoyed your birthday pick. I really did. It made me laugh. Like, it was just nice to just sit down and watch something that you just enjoy. You don't have to take too seriously. It's just fun. Fun. Sometimes we need that. We've gone a little heavy. The Exorcist, my stomach is still turning. I'm still a little disturbed, Laura. (laughs) My stomach is still still doing flippity flops (laughs) after that one cheapers oh yeah but i gotta say this one that you picked for me you know what i really knocked it out of the park i don't oh. think i could have picked a, a bigger pile of trash for you to cover i think you're correct i think you're correct um so i'm up you're up to that all right so i <laughs> just have one question for you what's up do you not love me? No, I love do you? I what you have so I done much. to you in this life to make you treat me this way? You made me watch the cinematic piece of fucking shit that was the Stepford Wives for your birthday. So I, oh, I, I already have. My, it was, oh. I already have my pick. Do you? Yes, I sure do. Oh no, I'm not going to let you in on it. But <laughs> mm-hmm. oh, I'm going to get you good because this <laughs> payback. Yeah, at, to to harken back to our exorcist, damn me. Why you do this to me, damn me? There you go again. You picked Howard the Duck for me. Wow. Oh, my gosh. If you don't know this movie, I need you to stop you what you're doing. You <laughs> shouldn't. You need to go watch it. Don't ever watch this. No, you have to. 1986 American superhero comedy. I'm sorry. Excuse me, what? Superhero. <laughs> you heard me right. You heard me He's right. He's considered a superhero? Yes, he is. Yes, he That's is. That's fantastic. Um, I'm going to get this name right or wrong. <laughs> I'm going to get it right. <laughs> Directed by Willard Hayek. Yeah. I don't know. This Nailed film, it. This film killed off his directing career oh, for no. good and he never made another film. He never recovered. So you probably don't know that name. Oh, no. Um, produced by Gloria Katz. Written by Hayek and Katz. Okay. Um, executive producer George Lucas. What? He's a Star Wars guy? Yes. <laughs> and like, uh, isn't he, didn't he do like a Temple of Doom and Indiana Jones? <laughs> I and have no I, idea. Jake's not in the room when you need him. Exactly. We're probably making every George, George Lucas, Lucas fan just big, cringe. Big, yeah. So he's exec- big. He's, he's big. <laughs> it's a Lucas film. Executive producer. <laughs> 
Songs, again, and the, the hits just keep on coming. Songs written by Thomas Dolby. No shit. Blinded me with science. No fucking Probably shit. Probably one of my least liked. She blinded me uh, with science. I hate that song so In his so defense, bad. I think he also hates that song. Like, um, I think he refuses to perform that as song. As he should. As he should. But then he has these, these you know, these, these tunes. <laughs> these showstoppers. <laughs> Based on the Marvel Comics character. Of the same name. Are you kidding? No. No, you're not. I'm not kidding. <laughs> I would not kid about this cinematic piece of crap. If you were wondering, the badge has the badge, I've got a billboard. I've got a billboard with that on it. All right, here's your budget. Okay. It was thirty to thirty seven million. They okay. couldn't even uh, you know, stamp it down. Uh thirty eight million at the box office. Oh ow. Considered one of the worst films ever made. You're welcome, Laura. I do and this for no you. And that's no lie. That's no lie. I do this for you. Although it has gathered a rather large <laughs> cult following. <laughs> I'm so into this already. Like, I, I couldn't be happier. Here's your cast. Okay, yeah. Leah Thompson <laughs> as Beverly Switzler. Was she in? Uh, what was she in? Back to the Future. Yep, thank you. Yep. <laughs> Tim Robbins okay. as Phil Blumbert. Although for half the movie, I thought his name was Bob. So. <laughs> Phil, Bob, same thing. Jeffrey Jones as Dr. Walter Jennings. Okay. And Ed Gale got credit for playing Howard the Duck, but there were literally like eight other people that were in that suit or played him. Oh my God, or- it was someone in the suit. <laughs> Why did I think it was like CGI? No, what, what no. year did you say? 1986, is that what I said? <laughs> there was someone in 86, yep. Oh, I love um, that. And Holly Robinson made her debut, I believe. <laughs> love that. Um, and a lot of other people who never had a career after this movie. Imagine I'm not going to go into all of them. Imagine saying, I made my debut in Howard the Duck, oh 1986. I have to tell you that it is an absolute miracle, a miracle, because, I mean, Tim Robbins, his portrayal in Mystic River... He's Oscar actor. worthy. He's Oscar great. worthy. Great actor. <laughs> <laughs> Jeffrey Jones. Love him. Love him. It's a good cast. He's in, you know, it's he's a, always in Tim Burton's it's movies. It's a solid cast. How these these people should <laughs> kiss the ground every day that they still had a career after this movie. That's all I've got to say. <laughs> Here's your plot. Okay. I don't even know. The movie opens in what looks like a major city like New York or Chicago, right? They don't like, say. They don't say. Okay. Um, because it's, you know, well, we're getting to Mysterious. that. Mysterious. An apartment door opens and we see a figure throw some keys on the table. Okay. At this point, seems pretty normal, right? I'm, I'm into it. Until you spot the pictures on the table of ducks. Seems a little strange. <laughs> like like human ducks, though. Human ducks, yes. Um, a movie poster of My Little Chickadee starring <laughs> May Nest and W.C. Files is hanging on the wall. <laughs> the mail on the chair is addressed to Howard T. Duck. Yep, it's a man duck. Howard it's a man duck. T. Duck. Yeah. <laughs> is that the correct term? He's from Duck World. Okay. Duck okay. World. Yeah. No, that's not what they call it. I, I don't know what they call oh. it. I think, that, I think it is what they call it, like Duck they World. Not. Yeah, I think it is. Um, he's sitting on his chair, swigging a beer and smoking a stogie. Fuck yeah. As he watches the tube. <laughs> There's nothing on. So let's pull out the latest copy of Play Duck and see who this month's centerfold is. Are they this ducks? This is just so bad. Like they have used every. <laughs> Are they ducks? They're ducks. Yeah, naked ducks. Scantily clad ducks. They're, I saw a pair of duck boobs. <laughs> I, I never knew. I never knew. <laughs> I 
think a little penis came out. I'm not even going to lie. All of a sudden, the apartment starts shaking, and Howard, who seems to be glued to his recliner, the recliner takes off and flies into space. <laughs> there we go. See what I'm working with here, people. Okay. See what I'm working with here. He, of course, lands somewhere on Earth, Cleveland, Ohio, I believe. Oh, uh, shit. Yeah. That sucks. <laughs> Landing in hey, a machine. <laughs> Kelly, you <laughs> Stop at, his, stop at his coffee shop. <laughs> Wonder if he has a drink named after him. Oh, fuck. Uh, landing in an alley, he is quickly swept up by a bunch of punks. Maybe Machine Gun Kelly was in there. 100%. Um, and he was dragged into a club. Okay. <laughs> where we see our female lead slapping the bass, man. <laughs> fuck yeah, slap that bass. <laughs> and she's belting out a tune with the most crimped hair I've ever seen. Dude, crimped hair? Was really an 80s staple. I read that it took two hours each day in the makeup chair to create this hairdo. Oh my God, someone send a crimper to our P.O. box if you <laughs> can find don't. one. No, honestly, please do. I'm going to crimp Lur's hair for her <laughs> no, birthday. No, you are not. <laughs> That's my present to you. Oh my gosh, the crimper and the bedazzler. I'm set. <laughs> Give me a Debbie Gibson and away we go. <laughs> Fishnets. <laughs> All right, chaos ensues, and Howard is quickly tossed into the alley, where he proceeds to be beaten by a character very reminiscent of Ruth Buzzy. Do you know who Ruth <laughs> no. Buzzy is? This is a show called Laughing. She was like a bag lady that was, was like this character, and she always beat everybody with her purse. So, <laughs> the no older generation will know Laughing and Ruth Buzzy, but the character was very reminiscent of okay. her. Howard escapes only to be chased by a motorcycle gang called Satan Sluts. Oh, lore. <laughs> hey, I'm just giving you the facts. Just the facts, man. I'm here to report the details. <laughs> I mean, this is such a piece of crap. Yeah, I can't it's even. Bad. It's bad, guys. He ends up taking refuge in a garbage can. I. <laughs> He's a duck. When Little Miss Rock and Roller gets accosted by some of the punks in the alley, Howard comes to her rescue, yeah. stating... No more, Mr. Nice Duck. Does he say that? He, he does. <laughs> he wins the battle because he's a master of quack foo. No, you did not. What the hell <laughs> have you subjected me to? That's all I have to say. What the hell? The punk dude cannot believe what he's seeing. It's a talking duck. And he says that he's been doing too much toot. So I had to say, what the hell is toot? <laughs> I had to look it up. What is it? <laughs> what is it, drugs? <laughs> According to the Urban Dictionary. <laughs> oh, no. I can't even say it. Toot. <laughs> Are you ready for this? Yeah. Toot refers to a girl. No. Who rudely farts or starts <laughs> Me in a repetitive fashion. <laughs> Literally me. <laughs> or the most <laughs> common criticism to our show. <laughs> or another word for bong or water pipe. <laughs> or to snort an illegal substance such as cocaine. <laughs> okay. So you're either sharding or snorting. I don't know. That's toot. For all of those people who wanted to know. I really did want to know. <laughs> Anywho. Okay. After Howard saves our damsel in distress. Yeah. Uh, it's pouring down rain. She puts up her umbrella because she doesn't want to mess up the crimp. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't it only add to the crimp? <laughs> one, would, would one would think. Uh, she feels bad for Howard, invites him home because, you know, that sounds perfectly reasonable. Right. And talk about a slobby, disgusting apartment. Lure. It was. It was Drag. bad. It was bad. <laughs> um, he even comments on it. Howard the Duck. <laughs> 
if a duck is insulting your home? Um, after some small pleasantries, yeah. Howard falls asleep. Okay. His wallet falls out of his pocket, and Beverly finds a tiny condom in it <laughs> and remarks, what am I going to do with you, ducky? I mean, he is a duck, and they're pretty small in stature. You know what I mean? So it would be a tiny condom. Laura's like, don't. Stop it right there. Don't judge him. I. This is so bad. Um, the next morning, Beverly takes Howard to see her friend Phil. Okay. Or Bill, as I thought. Phil and Bill. Uh, the scientist. Yeah. Um, oh, Tim Robbins. Oh, <laughs> Not no, your finest Tim. hour. Oh, my gosh. Tim, how? how'd you get here? How did you get here? <laughs> I think it was when he did a little film called Tap Heads with John Cusack, which oh, was no. really bad. It, he reminded me of that. He wasn't getting work. <laughs> he had to take what he could get. Got I think it. he was new to the scene. Got it. Um, when Howard and Beverly take their leave of Phil, because what a mess, right. um, a squabble ensues. Okay. And Howard tells her that he doesn't need or want her sympathy, her charity, or her help. And Leah Damn. Thompson, in her finest acting moment, replies, well, if that's the way you want it, so long, ducky. <laughs> and she stomps away in her pink patent leather <laughs> And the crimp boots. hair. The crimped hair was bouncing. It was. Wow. No, no, it was just like moving. (laughs) It was was stiff. (laughs) It was stiff. Howard figures it's time to find a job. Okay. And lands one at the Lava of Love. Some sex den. I don't know. Sex den. Dig underpants out of the clogged up um, drains and shit. I don't know. Laura, I cannot. Oh, I hate you so much. (laughs) That doesn't last long, and he is out on the streets again. Okay. But he soon finds himself back at the club where Beverly and her band, Cherry Bomb, Cherry are Bomb. serenading the masses. Wow. It's a nice Runaways reference. That is. Which is interesting because I'm wearing my Runaways. Hey, I didn't plan that either. Laura, you know what? I appreciate that. Do you? Yeah. It's totally, you know, <laughs> random. Her hair just keeps growing and growing. That's the real star of the show here. Right. Because exactly. The, I, the hair. I don't know how it can get any bigger. <laughs> I mean, are they adding in it's pieces? defying gravity. <laughs> it is. Um, he gets the girls out of their contract with their shitty manager, uh, and they're grateful. Okay. Uh, he heads back to crash at Beverly's. They are interrupted in what looks like a lovemaking sesh. Oh, but I hate I hate it. Yeah. I hate it? Nope, 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 nope. Um, by Bill and his colleagues, led by- Laura's Dr. like, we're just going to breeze past We're going to breeze past that. Um, <laughs> led by Dr. Jennings. Okay. He explains some experiment went awry, landing um, Howard in Ohio. Like some experiment that, of all that he did, okay. you know, shifted shit. And uh, they explain it in depth. But okay. quite frankly, I tuned out by this Lore's point. Like, I don't give a fuck. I walked in on Lore, I think around this point, And I was like, hey, girl, what's up? And she's like, I have an hour left of this movie and I fucking hate you. I can't yeah. do it. Yeah. They're going to attempt to send Howard home. Okay. Um, but I look at the clock and it indicates, unfortunately, <laughs> that there is still an hour and two minutes left to endure of this movie. Please put me out of my misery. I don't think I'm going to make it. That's I was like, Laura's I like, am not going it. to make it. It was like 1 o'clock in the morning at I'm this done. point. <sighs> the plan to send Howard home goes very wrong. Yes. And Dr. Jennings becomes possessed by a dark overlord. Okay. I, yeah. Laura, I don't even know what to say to I you. must have dozed off for a minute because <laughs> when I came back to Howie, Bev, and Jennings. Did you just call him Howie? Yeah, Howard. <laughs> Short for Howard. Bevan Jennings, a.k.a. the Dark Overlord, were in some diner 
where the waitress must have been a Karate Kid fan because she was like sporting a headband like Daniel. This is when I walked in. I said, why is she wearing a headband? I think it's from Karate Kid. It was, you know, it it had its moment in the 80s. It really did. And Howard was swinging from a chandelier. So, (laughs) okay, great. He was breaking out his duck foo. Stop it. So everybody was uh, duck foo fighting. You did not. The Dark Lord was fast as lightning. Stop it. He escapes with Beth. You know what? Jail. <laughs> Jail. <laughs> that was Jen- unacceptable. Jennings is beginning to look an awful lot like Reagan in The Exorcist. Boils, sores and all. Serious. Yikes. Uh, quite frankly, I love you. Me? But I could not take another minute of this movie. Did you movie. stop watching? <laughs> to speed round, wrap it up. No, I sped the movie. I'm Lord, like, you know what? I, I, can't. I can't even blame you. I really can't. <laughs> I had to get through Is Mac quicker. and me better than this? I believe it is. I think it is. <laughs> At least we had the scene where he went over the cliff. <laughs> Save the whole movie. Howard and Phil save the day, but only by sacrificing Howard's ride home. He can't go back to Duck World or Duck so Land. So he's stuck or, with Crimp. Now he's stuck on Earth. Howard becomes the manager of Cherry Bomb and even gets a chance to perform with the band. So here's my question. Is and their any- new hit tune. I think it's called Howard the Duck. Oh, <laughs> boy. Is that the theme song to the movie? I think so. That was a very 80s thing. They they were big on theme right. songs for movies. Does anyone question that he's a duck? Is my um, question. You know, there was a problem. I think it was duck hunting season. And, you know, I they thought he was dressed up for Halloween. I don't oh, even know. Oh, my God. This was so bad. The end. You're welcome. This was the end. Many acting careers did not live happily ever after, I fear. No. This was so bad. <laughs> so bad. Is this bad. the biggest cinematic I hope this piece makes of crap your, I hope this one is right up there. Damn. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, All right. Absolutely. I will never, ever have to watch this movie again. I don't know. Maybe I'll make you do it again next year. No, I don't Wrong think so. Two. Yeah. Is there a sequel? I think my lip is sweating again. <laughs> I don't know. Your lip is listening. <laughs> Um, all right, so apparently, some fun facts. Okay, yeah, some give fun them facts. To me. Um, apparently, when this film was released, George Lucas had just finished building his $50 million Skywalker Ranch complex. I don't know what Skywalker that is. Skywalker Ranch? I would imagine it's like a studio. I don't think it's a place for tourists to go, but. I have absolutely no idea. We're probably going to get know. roasted right. for not knowing. Probably. And he was counting on this film to help him monetarily. Uh, you know what? Swing and a miss, my recover guy. Recover from his <laughs> so investment. Swing and a miss. When it flopped big time, yeah, Lucas had to start selling off his assets to keep from going under. Oh, my God. This movie is a shit show. No, it's bad. His friend Steve Jobs, CEO of Apple Computer, yeah. offered to help out by buying Lucas's, Lucasfilm's newly launched CGI animation division for a price well above market value. Okay. Uh, Lucas was in dire straits. <laughs> Money for okay. nothing and, and my chicks for free. free. All right. So he was thankful for the assistance and made the deal. Okay. That division would eventually become Pixar Animation Studios. Okay. Now, wait a goddamn minute. Right? I did not expect you to hit me with that. Right? From Howard the Duck. Okay. <laughs> Something All good right. came out. <laughs> George Lucas probably like, damn. From a pile of shit, a flower grows. <laughs> Uh, Leah Thompson and the other Cherry Bombs actually did their own singing for the film. Okay. Uh, I did not see an album coming out, though. <laughs> trash. Uh, Lucas, pure trash. Uh, pure trash. Lucas spent two mil on the duck suit. No, he did not. Mm-hmm. You know what? You know what? Take your feelings and opinions out of it. It was kind of a good looking duck suit. His bill didn't <laughs> move very well. 
It was, I was the like 80s. they couldn't do two million. They couldn't have done better. It was kind know. of in line with ET. All right. I mean, <laughs> hey, whatever. I don't know. All right. John Cusack, my man. Yeah. And Martin Short auditioned for the voice of Howard. Thank your lucky stars. Damn. You lost you out to that. You dodged a bullet there. Uh, they lost out because originally the role went to Robin Williams. Oh, my God. But he quit after just one week. He became super frustrated when he could not sync his voice to the duck's animatronic bill. He's like, I can't even polish this fucking turd. He's Get me out like, of here. Thank goodness. If Robin Williams can't fucking make something work, just give up. Get Let out. Let it go. Let it go. <laughs> uh, the dark overlord of the universe was likened to the main villain Pazuzu from 1973's The Exorcist. No fucking shit. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. That's funny. I mean, I feel like he tried to squeeze every movie ever made, some yeah. sort of reference from every movie ever made into this movie. It was a lot. It was I he mean, really he really went for it. I love to find give Easter to eggs in movies like that, but literally I was like every What does segment. Pazuzu have to do with like Duck World? You know? Not a damn thing. <laughs> I mean it's this a stretch. It was so bad. It was so bad. All right. <laughs> what is my lesson from this pal of garbage? I honestly don't know. All right, get out the lab coat. Oh, oh my god, fuck yeah. I'm getting sciencey. Oh, I love when you get sciencey. Okay, yes. Here we go. Yes. Here we go. Howard the Duck is considered an anthropomorphic. Duck. Oh my God. What does that mean? Oh my God. Yes. Tell me. Do we want to tell you? Okay. (laughs) Anthropomorphism. (laughs) Yeah. Is when we attribute human traits, emotions, or intention to non-human entities. Ooh. Okay. Do you remember the book series? Was it called Animorphs? Damn. Oh my God. Do you remember that? I do. And the covers were people transforming into animals. I do remember that. Hilarious. That's a blast from the past. Yeah, it is. And thought about that forever. (laughs) You're welcome. (laughs) For a reason. (laughs) Hailing, of course, from the Greek words anthropos, which means human, and morph, which means form. Okay. It is also related to the term personification, mm-hmm. which is when we give human form and human characteristics to abstract concepts. Hmm. A good example would be like natural forces such as the weather, old man winter, oh. or death, the grim snow reaper. Queen. Okay. Yeah, the snow queen. Correct. Oh, yep. I like that. Yeah. Okay. Um, so this has shaped both polytheistic and monotheistic religions. Okay. By giving qualities and emotions to their deities. I'm so sorry, but this is Uncle Bob's in a nutshell. The the way you just went from Howard the Duck <laughs> to, to polytheism <laughs> and monotheism. Yes. Yeah. I'm so proud. I'm so proud. <laughs> in order to understand the purpose of humanity's existence and yeah. a human's place in the universe, if humanity was created in the likeness of their god or gods, why would they then not have human-like qualities? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> now wait a damn minute. There you go. I didn't know we were going that oh, deep. Oh, dude, this gets really deep. I was okay, like, I'm here ready. I go with a shitty movie, and I'm thinking this is going to be easy, and no. Nope. Just kidding. In mythology, we can see the gods not only given human form, but also human tendencies. Okay. They fell in love. They fought battles. They forged weapons, had children, etc. Mm-hmm. There were feasts in their honor where special food or ale or special offerings of human objects were given. Right. They were made for them, right? Okay. So anthropomorphic gods were an actual representation of human emotions. Like oh, love, hatred, the god of love, uh, you know, hatred, uh, greed, beauty, etc. Okay. 
That very, makes a lot of sense to me. Right. Very present in Greek mythology. Yeah. Or the avatars of the Hindu god Vishnu. Okay. In Norse mythology, 12 great gods and 24 goddesses lived in a place above the earth known as Avgard. Okay. And we can also see it rooted for centuries in storytelling and traditional fables. Okay. So as the storyteller symbolically gives an animal human qualities right. or technology such as a machine, a car, a computer, when they're given human qualities, mm -hmm. it like gets their lesson across in an easier way. Oh. And so the most well-known would be like Aesop's fables. Okay, explain. So like the tortoise and the hare. Okay, yes. Okay. I'm there. One example. <laughs> I'm like, I'm dumb. Right. Bring or it down. our favorite, the Brothers Grimm. Little oh, Red Riding Hood, okay, yes, right yes, where the, yeah, wolf. the wolf. Mm -hmm. Ah, okay, interesting. And many more. of these stories. So, building on this popularity, uh, we start to see more and more tales of anthropomorphism. Mm. So, we have Lewis Carroll's Alice in Wonderland in oh, 1865. Okay, yeah. Well, the flowers. Oh, sure. The caterpillar. Uh, it's kind of all throughout all that, them, I guess. Yeah. yeah. The, you know, you're late for a very important date. <laughs> the rabbit. That's the what rabbit. I said. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> there's two because there's the Mad Hatter and the hare. The Mad Hatter is a person. Yeah, but there's, isn't there a rabbit with him too that's different? I don't fucking know. I Lord. don't know. All right. I've had a screwdriver. <laughs> don't ask me important <laughs> questions. Um, Rudyard Kipling's The Jungle Book. Okay. In 1894. The Bare Necessities. The Bare Necessities. I'm there. There you are. Uh, one of my favorites is Beatrix Potter in the early 1900s. You've been wanting to talk about that for I a while. I was wondering if I could cover the, mood, the movie. The Moody. The Moody. Yeah. Uh, the movie Potter. I think you could. Yeah. Yeah. I think Miss Potter, I think it's called. I think That's you a could great do movie. It. Uh, the Wind in the Willows. Okay. Winnie the Pooh. The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. wardrobe. The Wardrobe. <laughs> My gosh, did I? I also had a screwdriver. Here's but. a little, like, birthday tea for you. That's the movie that I was supposed to do mm -hmm. a, couple a few weeks, weeks back. back, and I simply could not couldn't do, do it. it. Yeah. <laughs> couldn't do it. Yeah, I couldn't do it either. Because no. you, you tried to pass it off on me, and I, I was did. like, I was no. like, you want it? No, I'm like, no. <laughs> no, thanks. We'll save that for another day. Yeah. Yeah, um, so let's not forget George Orwell's tale aimed at an adult audience called Animal Farm. Oh, my God. I had to read that in school. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The pigs. Yeah. Okay. We, yep. We can also include The Lord of the Rings, Harry Potter, Dr. Doolittle. Oh, my God. Yes. I think I'm doing that in Are a few you? weeks. Yeah. That's exciting. Um, and more recently, we have Pixar's Cars, Toy Story. Thomas the Tank Engine. Oh, my God. Can I tell you this? Hmm. I put on Toy Story the other day just in the background in October was like glued. Really? Yes. Like I didn't think anything of it because she's so young, but she yeah. was like laughing, giggling. She was, was like all about Woody and Buzz. Oh, that's so cool. And it, I was like crying. Wow. I haven't seen also, that Also, side note, the animation in the fucking first Toy Story, terrifying. Was it? Yeah. I haven't seen that in forever. Was that like the first Pixar movie? What, I, I don't mm, even know. Why are you, again, with with the, why are you asking me? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so we also have Mickey Mouse. Oh, shit. And his Disney crew, right? Right, right. Looney Tunes characters. Ah. Monsters, Inc. Okay. Finding Nemo. Alvin and the Chipmunks. What about the Muppets? The Muppets. Mm. SpongeBob. The Care He's Bears. a sponge, Lore. I know. He's a sea sponge. <laughs> He's a sea sponge. I thought he was a kitchen sponge, but no, he's um, a sea sponge. <laughs> Lore thought he was a brillo. 
and on and on and on and yeah. on. Yeah. Right? It's so very you're common. Seeing how, right. I, yeah. Yeah. So with the popularity of anthropomorphism in literature and pop culture, we see a subculture develop out of the underground comic movement of the 70s, wow. known as the furry fandom. Oh, okay. Yeah, a subculture of people interested in anthropomorphic characters right. in which they dress up and gather at furry conventions. Fun. The concept originated at a sci-fi convention in 1980, so it's been around for that long. Really? Yeah. Oh, I had no idea it went that far back. It does. Like the 80s. Oh, the my 80s. God. Oh, my God. <laughs> that was long maybe ago. It, maybe it was with the, uh, you know... The hoo-ha of Howard the Duck, 86. You know what? You know, I th- just I fueled. Really what we've learned here today is that Howard the Duck inspired the furry movement. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> that was it. Um, why anthropomorphism appeals to humans is a very deep subject and mm. dives into psychology. Oh, really? Human behavior. Oh. Um, I didn't think um, Howard the Duck really warranted such a discussion. Did you not? But no, no. <laughs> but um, definitely dive deeper like into another it. day. If you another found it time. interesting. Yeah, like Freud was involved. And oh, I mean, shit. there was all kinds of, you know, it like was deep. Wh- okay. Yeah. Um, so go check that out. But I do mean, yourself a favor and don't check out yeah. this movie. No, I think you really should. No. Like, I really... Get yourself a crimper. Sit down. Uh, crimp your hair. Bedazzle your Bedazzle outfit. everything in sight and watch this movie and you're going to have a good time. Yeah. Leah Thompson designed her character um, on Cindy Lauper and Madonna. Mm. A mashup. I could see that. But you know what? Another swing and a miss. <laughs> <laughs> a big one. A big one. Nice try. Wow. Wow. I can see how, like, that assigning human characteristics like you how mm-hmm. else would you do it i don't, I don't know yeah. i don't know how else to explain i mean it. i guess i've never really thought about it i haven't either but it makes complete sense because that that's how you would like relate yeah but i mean look how far back it goes i know so it's that's l- interesting literally been around since literally the dawn of time wow and it, i guess it just comes into the conscious and you know i mean and it's that's how there. a lot of times people way back explained natural phenomena and yeah and how they told stories and i like that's very interesting like the boogeyman's coming to get you if you don't behave i'm gonna i i think i'm gonna want to dive deeper into that yeah see what howard the duck spawned there you go you see why i do this to you yeah Mm -hmm. it's like a diamond in the rough i feel like i'm still getting a payback from clash of the titans (laughs) although you've used that information quite often i'm wondering if the boogeyman just looks like a big booger what do you think (laughs) I, I covered the boogeyman, and I think we've deciphered that that no, is that's incorrect. But thank you, Lord. That just popped I just into my head. A giant booger. That's great. I coming out that. of Reagan's nose. Oh my god, it was yellow. I kind of liked that. Yeah, that was kind of fun. Yeah, I like to torture you. I what know can you I, do. What can I say? I know you do. I know you do. <laughs> As I go and weep in the corner. For having spent she two was hours of my life so mad at me. <laughs> and you should have seen when I was like, I got it. I got your movie. I was like, I was being such a bitch about it. I'm like, Yeah, oh. and you were taunting me. You said, well, maybe I'll be nice this year and give you a good one. And then you come out with that. I was gonna let you do turd. I was gonna let you do the Breakfast Club, which is her favorite movie, and I was like, No, no. Oh, wow. And no no no. Wow. We needed this. There you go. We needed Howard the Duck. Did we, though? We did. did. We? I know well, I didn't. Again, happy birthday to me. That was the best <laughs> present I could have asked for. I love it. I can't I'm wait just, until next year. How am I going to top that next I don't, year, I don't honestly. think you can. 
But you know what I'm really excited about? I learned what toot is. <laughs> Thank you for sharing it with the rest of us. <laughs> I knew you'd want to know. I really did. I'm going to try to like work it into my everyday language. I really like am. Instead of saying I sharded my pants, you could say... <laughs> On. I did too much too. Whole new me. <laughs> Went a little heavy on the two. All right. <laughs> we better go. That's all we got for you. Oh my gosh. Well, thank you, Laura. Thanks yes. for being a good sport. You bet. As always. You bet. Um, I liked that. That was fun. Happy uh, birthday, my darling. <laughs> thank you. I love you. I love you too. <laughs> Thanks for celebrating my birthday with yes. me, everyone. Yes, and we will catch you next week. Yes. But first, we have to take a picture of you. No. It's your birthday. No, it's your turn. No, it's what? your turn. And you know what I wish? I wish you had a Howard the Duck VHS. If anyone could track that motherfucker down. Don't send it our way. So you could hold it up. Are you ready? Yeah. Yes. Um, you may notice that our Christmas tree is still up in the background of this photo. <laughs> don't fucking say anything about it. <laughs> I don't want to hear it. It's it's a, a longstanding custom. For my birthday, it is. All right, ready, Lauren? Leanne has to have the tree up. Everything oh else has gosh. been taken down. I leave the tree to you. Thank you. Mm -hmm. All right, everyone. That's another one in the books. We'll catch you next week. All righty. All right, TTFN. Cut, print, check the gate. Moving on.